everyone. Welcome back to Grace Lake Central's Reality Check, where we ask teachers to pause, reflect, and try something. My name is Shana Piggott, and I'm here to recap a recent professional development session entitled Making Small Steps Towards Self-Paced and Choice-Based Classrooms. In this synchronous session offered on November 2nd, we discussed the importance of allowing choices for your students and different ways to start incorporating this into your classes. Hopefully, this episode will hit the highlights for those of you that couldn't attend the session and be a good review for those of you that were able to attend. So we start off the session defining the terms from the title, self-paced and choice-based. Self-paced learning is defined as the specific learning method in which the learner is able to control the amount of material they consume, as well as the duration of time they need to learn the new information properly. Where choice-based learning is a process in which learners have a greater sense of control over the way their interests, backgrounds, and preferences work together to enhance their learning and determine how they interact with educational content. Ultimately, there's a lot of overlap between these two concepts, and at the heart of both is the idea of giving the students more control, more ownership in their learning experience. As we move through this pandemic, we keep hearing the phrase, during these unprecedented times. But the reality is that the concept of student-centered learning and allowing students more control of their learning has been a good idea for a long time. It's not just important during remote and hybrid learning, it is important during learning. Providing students with even small opportunities to choose their pace, place, and or path can increase engagement and lead to greater long-term retention of the learning because they have greater ownership in the process. Pair that with a more authentic purpose for the learning and our students could end up doing some really amazing things. What I do think that the pandemic and remote learning has brought is an increased level of disengagement and retreatism because we're not with our students in the classroom. We can't just rely on our dashing personalities and pleading puppy eyes to earn us some ritual compliance. We need to adjust the way students buy into our courses and find meaning with their learning. There are a couple of different areas or ways in which we can provide students more choice in our classes. During the presentation, we use the framing questions, what do students want to learn? to represent choice in content. How do students want to learn it? To represent choice in methodology and pace. And how do students want to model their learning? To represent choice in assessment practice. Participants brainstormed what choice might look like in these areas and shared their ideas on a Jamboard. Time was also given for participants to investigate one of several resource articles or videos about choice and to share back what they learned from it. Links to this Jamboard and resources will be provided in the show notes in case you're interested in checking them out. We use the session not only as a way to share ideas, but as a model for what simple choice can add to an experience. It didn't really matter which article or video teachers chose to investigate. It mattered that they were investigating and sharing their personal perspectives with others. The outcome from the session isn't something that can be determined from a scripted assessment. These participants chose to be in the session. 
they chose to participate with the activities. And hopefully they choose to use this experience as they plan for their courses. But it will look differently for each one of them. In the end, I think we can all agree that choice is good for students, but it isn't something that we can just flip a switch on. Students and teachers need to find ways to scaffold into being successful with this shift in control and understand that certain aspects of our courses lend themselves more successfully to choice than others. But we need to start making these small steps towards choice if we are going to provide our students with relevant, engaging, authentic learning experiences. Reflect on your courses and think about what your students really need from you and what could they be doing on their own. What work or decision making are you doing that students could be doing for themselves? Then find ways to flip the script to let students contribute more in these areas. Support them as they develop the metacognitive and executive functioning skills they need to make positive learning choices. Guide them as they reflect on the choices they made and, and the impacts those choices had on their experience. Ask them for feedback on what is working and what isn't working, and use that data as you develop future experiences. Student choice is not something that lives only in remote or hybrid or blended learning. It should be alive and well in all learning for all of our students. Start right now by choosing just one thing, one way to provide your students with choice in your next unit and see what happens. That's all the time we have for our November segment of podcasts. Please reach out if you have topics or ideas for future podcast episodes, as we will begin planning soon. As always, you can check out more of our professional development resources by visiting the GCHS Real Hub website. In the meantime, what will you do to try something? <laughs>